Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. Now I'm ready. Y'all ready for a word? I'm ready to preach one promise. I won't take too much of your time. We're starting a brand new series for the next four weeks. So if you have your Bibles here or online, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And then I want you to put your finger on Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. So we're going to start in Galatians 4, and then we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 2. So Galatians 4, I'm actually going to read out of the message Version. It's not a translation because they're not breaking down um, text from old Hebrew or Greek words when you get the message. The message is more of a version. It's a simplified version um, so that folks like myself can understand the Bible better. How many of y'all like the message version out there? So Galatians 4, 4 through 7. How many of you actually have an actual Bible? Let me, let me see. Hold it up. Hold it up. Let me see. It's like, I brought mine today. I didn't want Pastor to call me out. How many of you got a cell phone? You go hold that up sad. I'm just, I'm just kidding. How many got the Cool Church app? Make some noise. Good. Thousands of people on the app. I think it's awesome. Um, you got the cool playlist on there. You got the Bible. It's all kinds of good stuff on that. Uh, if you're online, no matter how you watch and please follow along with us. And if you don't have any of those, the words will come up on the screen. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 out of the message reads something like this and don't stop playing till after I pray because I want all this to sound real spiritual. Y'all, y'all got it? Okay, just making sure. Stuff just sound better with keys. You can say anything with keys behind you and people take you serious. Let me stop. I need to stop playing in church. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the time arrived, I love that, that was set by God the Father. Some translations say, at the perfect time or at just the right time. But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his son, born among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so that he might redeem those of us who had been kidnapped by the law. My God, how many are thankful that God sent his son at just the right time? That's what this season is all about. Thus, we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives crying out, Papa, Father, doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave? Mm-mm-mm but a child and if you are a child you are also an heir with complete access to inheritance how many of you are excited that you are an heir with complete access to inheritance I'll dumb the verse down even more for you so people like me can get it at just the right time God sent Jesus into the world so that his sons and daughters can have eternal success over all our struggles at just the right time. 
We, we celebrating this Christmas season and we talking about the birth of Jesus. And what are we talking about when we talk about the birth of Jesus? We're talking about Jesus coming to the earth. When did God send him? At the right time. At just the right time. Why did God send Jesus to the earth? Because man had failed for too long and God wanted to finally bring him success. We had messed up time and time and time again. And he said, there is only one way that they'll ever truly have a relationship with me and it won't be on their own. They need my son. They need my son to make them sons. They need my son to make them daughters. They need my son to stop struggling, to stop surviving. They need my son to find success. You see, I love this because it talks about the right time. The right time is right now. As my wife preached so eloquently two weeks ago, we are in the 11th hour. It is December. We are almost to the end. And I don't know about you. Some of y'all been praying for some stuff since January 1st. So you like, God, I need you to show up. You got about 28 more days to do what you said you was going to do. I need to see something in 2022 that I didn't see in 2021. I don't know about you, but there are four weeks left and I told you what four means. Four means appointed time. So is it possible that at just the right time, God's going to send Jesus to show up in your situation to do something by the end of this year that didn't happen at the beginning of this year, that didn't happen in the middle of this year, but it's going to happen right now in the appointed time. Just the right time. I believe that God will keep all of his promises because we are done with a season of survival. And if you want to give this series a name for the next four weeks, we are walking in a season of success. Season of success in Jesus' name. That's the name of this series, a season of success. How many of y'all want success in Jesus' name? How many think you can get success before the end of 2022? Say, so you have not because you ask not. See, before you even pray, you got to have the faith that it's going to happen before you ever pray the prayer. So I'm not believing after I pray. I'm believing before it. So how many of y'all believe that you're going to have a season of success before the end of 2022? I want it now. I don't want it tomorrow. I want it now season of success. So we're going to look at Jesus's origin story for the next four weeks to talk about how we are called to live in a season of success. And this first week, we're going to lean heavily into Matthew chapter two, which I'm about to read right now. So that verse in Galatians, we're going to keep coming back to it throughout the weeks. That's the set up the series. But today's for today's message, we're going to look at Matthew chapter two, verses nine through 12. After they, they is the magi that brought Jesus gifts. We hear about the three wise men. Y'all ever heard that story before? After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. The child was Jesus. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. You should underline that. That's so good. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. Look at your neighbor and say, another route. Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't like so much because you picked them second. Say another route. Underline that in your Bible. We're going to come back to that. If you're taking notes on this sermon in the success season series, I've entitled it this. You got to see success. See success. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. God, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I pray. I will lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne of grace. God, I pray that you open hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that will always and only be about Jesus. God, I pray for the person that needs to hear this word the most. Person that's hurting, person that may be in depression, person that's far from you. God, I pray you show up. You introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself to them. Because God, at the end of the day, they don't need my word. They need your words. At the end of the day, they don't need me. They need you. So God, Jesus, 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 show up. Show up and show out. I pray that by the time this message is done, somebody, somebody will either meet you for the first time or they will come back to you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, everybody said, somebody take about five seconds and give Jesus Christ a shout of praise. success season I love it I love it you gotta see success I love y'all man give it up for the band one time they're awesome it's Christmas time the advent calendar has started it's the first week of four as we are building up to celebrate um, the, the, the birth of Jesus Christ and I don't know about you, but I think I may be um, the person in this room with the most Christmas spirit. You heard my wife. She's like, yep. Like, y'all, I, <laughs> I love Christmas. I have my tree up since November 1st. Like, I'm not one of those people that put my tree up after Thanksgiving. For me, Thanksgiving is the spring break of the Christmas season. It's just a momentary pause in the action, but for me, Christmas starts November 1st. Like, like, I'm, I'm, like November 1st, my tree was up. November 26th, a couple of days after Thanksgiving, I had all the lights on my house on the outside already. I turned my lights on at night. I was the only person in the neighborhood with lights up. I ain't care, because it's Christmas, man. Like, I, lo- I love Christmas. I-, I am on a steady regiment of eggnog for the next 30 days. Okay, love eggnog. Some of y'all do cremas. I won't tell if you won't. But I'm going to call it eggnog. <laughs> oh, man, like, that's why he's so crazy. Man, I love it. And then, oh, man, oh, when you get the, the R&B Christmas playlist going. Oh, man, got, got the boys, the men's silent night playing. Got the Donnie Hathaway this Christmas. Sometimes you got to mix in that Chris Brown. He, Chris Brown came and did his thing on, on that this Christmas. Hang on the mistletoe. 
I'm gonna get to know better this Christmas and as we trim the tree how much fun's gonna be together this Christmas I'm singing to you girl fire okay Chris Brown, he ate. He ate on that song. He ate. Love that, man. But see, y'all, 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 y'all ain't old school enough. Y'all don't know about a few good men, Silver Bells. Silver Bell. It's Christmas time in the city. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Heavy rotation right now, man. Love my Christmas. I love Christmas. And as much as I love Christmas, if I could be real with you, it's a hard season for some people. It's a really, really hard season. And, and I don't want you to take my, my joy and, and my enthusiasm about Christmas as a lack of empathy for those who are struggling right now. Like, I, I, I know folks, man, and they having a hard time. Maybe, maybe you know, you depressed right now because, like, it's December. It's December. And you started out in January with all these plans and all these things, and you're depressed because you're not where you thought you would be right now. You're like, man, I thought I'd be so much farther. I can't believe a whole year went by and my life is this. That could be very depressing. Or maybe you find yourself in that place where, all this holiday or any holiday does is remind you of who you've lost. Maybe this is the first Christmas that you're experiencing this time and that loved one ain't there. And you're supposed to have a smile on your face and you're supposed to be singing joy to the world, but you don't feel very joyful right now because it ain't like it used to be. You're missing somebody. And all this does is dredge up the memory of that person when you've just been trying so, so hard to move forward, having a holiday without them may be the worst feeling in the world for you. And you got real depression going on right now. Statistics would tell us um, that this holiday is probably one of the most depressing holidays on the entire calendar. And depression is a very real thing that I don't want to gloss over. Even if I entitle a sermon series success season, do not think by any stretch of the imagination that I don't care about folks that are hurting. There are so many people right now that are struggling with depression all over the world. Depression is the number one um, cause of disability worldwide. Did you know that? Number one. And um, the United States economy suffers because of uh, mental and clinical depression to the tune of about $100 billion a year. People can't go to work. People suffer. People stop work because they're depressed. It's the primary reason why people um, die every 14 minutes in the United States due to suicide because they're depressed. It's a real thing that we just can't gloss over and act like it's, it's, it's not happening to people. And if I could be honest right now, there's people I know that I love and they are in pain right now. 
They are hurting right now. They're going through some of the hardest things, like scenarios I can't even imagine. They enduring them right now. While we thinking about what we gonna buy next on Amazon, while we thinking about how we gonna trim the tree, this folks just trying to figure out how they gonna go another day. And I, I never wanted I never want to downplay or pass by any, anybody's situation because the reality is, unless you're going through it, you don't know. You could try to have all the empathy and compassion in the world. You don't know what somebody else is going through. I've been there. Yeah, you may have, but it's still not like what they're going through. Everybody goes through things and processes things differently. And I want you to hear me. If you are that person in this room or watching online from somewhere in the world and you're like, Pastor, you, you already pressing buttons today. Like you, you got to you got to pull back a little. I just I want you to just hear me out for a second. I empathize with you. I will always have compassion on you. But God put in my spirit this year. And in my heart, at the end of this year, as we try to finish it out, he put it in my heart that you got to preach beyond people's pain to their purpose. So I, 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 don't want you to, I don't want you to hear what comes next as a lack of empathy. I, I want you to understand that you can't stay where you are. You got to move forward. And as a, as a caveat, I just want to say, you may not even hear me right now. You may not. You might be sitting in this room. You might be watching online. You, 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 you could literally be tuning me out. You may not hear me right now, but I, I, what I, my prayer is, when I was writing this, my prayer was, is that God, let me plant a seed that will rest in their spirit. And at the right time, Though they're processing and they don't want to hear it right now, at the right time, let something well up in their spirit to let them know that they are loved and they can't and they will get through this. I just want to, for some people, you ready, you with me, you want success. For other people, they're like, I ain't ready for success right now because I'm still processing. I ain't even ready for that. Just allow a seed to be planted. Hear me out. Allow a seed to be planted File it away, come back to it. Maybe you're going to watch this thing three to six months from now. Come back to it and allow it to be a compass and a pathway to success in your life as you move forward. You see, I know life is hard. And the truth is, you should miss the people that you lost. You should miss your loved ones. But I also believe you should live to make the rest of your life the best of your life in order to honor their memory. I believe if you're still here, God still has something for you to do. And the best way to honor the people that you loved and lost is to keep on going. If I didn't preach anything else, I just want somebody to hear me. Just keep on going. I don't want to yell it because I want it to be something gentle that rests in your heart. Keep on going. Don't stop. Don't quit. The enemy would find nothing but joy if he could catch you 
to pause and stay where you are right now. But you weren't built for that. You were built for more. You were, you were, you were built to continue to press on towards the goal as the apostle tells us. Because I don't believe that you were here to be stagnant. I believe that you were here for success. Success. See, you can't live in the funk forever. Eventually, you got to move on because it's not healthy. It's not why God made you. The reality is the world needs you. There's something that you were born to do that nobody else could do. And the truth is, you can write this down, let this rest in your heart. And I believe that every clinical therapist in this place would agree with me when I say that depression is a prison that only purpose has the key to. Here, oh man, if somebody could catch that in their spirit. Depression is literally a prison that only your purpose can get you out of. When you're depressed, you don't want to move forward because you feel trapped. Purpose has a key. There's something beyond these bars for me. There's something, I, I can't stay here because there's something I got to do. So don't, don't, don't live there. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You're not made to be stopped. You're made to succeed. God made you literally to succeed at something everybody else would fail at. So you can't stay stuck. You can't be stopped. You got to move forward. You ever notice when you read Psalm 23, it reads like this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say yea, though I stop in the valley of shadow of death. It doesn't say stop. It says walk. Why? Because you're not supposed to stay there and look around. You're not supposed to pitch a tent and live in depression. It says, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thine are with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't stop in it. And I know that sounds good. And that's like good to preach. Like, yeah, I can't stay here. I got to keep on moving. Just like you can't stay in the valley of the shadow of death. You can't stay on the mountaintop either. The valley is meant to give you humility. The mountain is meant to give you hope. Right? But if you stay on the mountain too long, you lose humility. But if you stay in the valley too long, you lose your hope. You're not meant to stay in the valley or the mountaintop. Because life is not a straight path. Life is just not up. Life is not just down. Life is a roller coaster. There are ups and downs. There are pitfalls. There are mountains. There are valleys. You're not meant to stop on any of them. We've seen people reach a mountain and they lose their humility real quick. But we've seen people stuck in the valley and they lose all their hope. You're not meant to stay in either one. Yea, though I walk through keep on moving. There's hope when you continue to move. You're created for success. So what is success today? Because I know that's the thing that people are probably asking. Oh, success. What does that look like? Success is one word. Perspective. Success is not how much money in your, is in your account unless you define success that way. That's why you got to be very careful about how you define success. Because if success is a dollar amount, you're going to be very depressed until you reach that dollar amount. 
If success is an aesthetic or a look, you see people that are unrecognizable because they've turned themselves into something else, trying to be something else instead of what God made them to be. They define success differently. So what they see in the mirror does not line up with their ideal version of success. So they end up destroying what God created. You got to be very careful. If, if your success is just tied up in that relationship, what happens when the relationship ends? Some of you like can't even like, I'll never date again. Because you defined a successful relationship in a toxic relationship. You got, you got to be careful your definition of success. If you have real success, success is seen in a healthy perspective because here's the truth. I'm not going to preach to you prosperity. I'm not going to preach to you self-help. I'm going to preach to you proper perspective because that is the only way to define real success. With a healthy perspective, you don't just win in the 11th hour. You win in every season. I don't want to just wait till the last minute for God to show up. I'm winning all the time. I always see him show up. Because it's, pers- it's a perspective. I can't, listen, you can't change what happens into, to you in life, but you can always change how you respond to it. That's a, that's a perspective thing. I'm trying to teach my baby girl that every single day. We get mad about some of the most nonsense things in the world. What if we just changed our perspective about that? You see what they wrote about me on the gram today? Stop reading it. Like it. Don't pay attention to it. Like, it's not that big of a, these people don't even know you when they're talking about you. People just say stupid stuff because that's what people do on social media. Everybody a keyboard gangster. You got to define success properly. And today, I want somebody to fight the urge to wallow in, to wallow in your self-pity and worship and praise your way into your purpose because you have a proper perspective. Today is success season. Today. Not tomorrow, not today. Today. Today is at just the right time. Four, ordained time. Time. Today is the season of success. Why? Because in the words of the great American poet and philosopher Nasir Jones, a.k.a. Nas, he says... Why today? Because today is the youngest that you will ever be. Today. You can't go backwards. So whatever you are today, that's as young as you're going to be for the rest of your life. Tomorrow is as young as you're going to be for the rest of your life. The day after that is as young. And he actually stole that from Eleanor Roosevelt who said, today is the oldest you've ever been and the youngest you will ever be. What does that mean? It means that you need to take all the wisdom you've gotten up to this point and combine it with all the energy you have left and do something today. So you're not finding success because you're missing your moment waiting for tomorrow when it's today. It's, it's today, but you won't see it as today if you don't have the proper perspective. Today is at just the right time. And over the next four weeks, 
Uh, I want to I navigate these origin stories of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You say they don't talk about Jesus and all the Gospels. Well, they don't, but they do talk about where he comes from in all of the Gospels. And I want to be able to navigate that to teach you how to have a successful season in all seasons. And there's four things that I want you to catch. I'm actually giving you all four weeks right now. You ready for it? You got to see it. You got to say it. You got to seize it and you got to celebrate it. You want to have success? See it, say it, seize it, celebrate it. See it, say it, seize it, celebrate it. Uh, so so if, if, if you come next week, you already know we're talking about say it. Come the following week, talk about seize it. If you come on Jesus' birthday, what are we going to do? Celebrate it. This is the key to have a proper season of success. You got to see it, say it, seize it, celebrate it. The truth is what you see may determine the success of this season. Let me ask you a question. What do you see from the vantage point of your life right now? What do you see? Because that's going to determine how successful you are. Do you see sorrow or do you see success? Hmm. Three things I want to give you and we out. I promise you it won't take long because I'm ready to baptize people. One, you have to see a pathway. Can't see success until you see a pathway. Matthew chapter two, verses nine and 10. After they had heard the king, they is the magi. I'll talk about them in a second. They went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose and went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. The three wise men, sometimes they even call them the three kings, but theologians would probably tell you, um, though they were men of, of royalty and stature, they probably were not kings. They were more than likely astrologers. Why? How do we know that? Because what did they do? They followed a star. They followed a star from um, the east. They followed a star from the east at the time that Jesus was born because they wanted to see the fulfillment of prophecy. They heard about this prophecy of a Jewish king that would arise and they saw this sign and many theologians believe it had to be a supernatural event. It wasn't like an ordinary star, but it was a star that they could follow. And when the star stopped in a place, they knew that that was the place that Jesus was. And at, at this time, there was a, a king who was not a Jewish man, but the Romans made him a king to rule over the Jews. And his name was Herod the Great. Herod was a terrible king. He was a terrible man. He literally, um, he was so untrusting to his own family, he killed his wife and his three sons. He was a nut. He was crazy. But the reason that they give him accolades and call him Herod the Great because he was responsible for so much of the building in the capital city at the time. He actually um, um, added on uh, to the temple and he built all these great structures. So they called him Herod the Great. But though he uh, had many achievements, he was a terrible person because he didn't trust anyone. He was threatened by anybody that could literally take his place as king. So he killed his own wife and his three sons. You take out your own sons, you have no successor. Because he wanted to be the guy. Bro, you're not going to live forever. He didn't care. If he couldn't have the throne, no one could have it. So, Herod issues a decree. When he finds out that the new king is being born, he says, hey, I want, I want every young man two and under. You, you got, we, we taking a census. Bring them bring to me. 
bring to me. Because he was trying to he was trying to wipe out whoever he thought was the king. And these these wise men, they follow the star uh, from the east and it takes them to the capital city where where Herod is. And Herod has a conversation with them and he's like, hey, so so what do you know? He's trying to pull information from them because he knows that they know something. He knows that they're following something special. He's trying to get this information. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a star and stuff. But they was being vague because they didn't want to give up too information because they knew he was crazy. And Herod was like, oh, well, here's what you do. Um, um, he's probably in Bethlehem. So you should go in the direction of Bethlehem. They're like, all right, bet. And it was, but he was like, hey, when you find out stuff, make sure you report back to me everything that you find out when you get there. Why? Because he was trying to kill Jesus. This is, this is, it's crazy though. A grown man who was a king was trying to find out where a, 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 a literally a two-year-old or under was because he was threatened by a two-year-old's power. Some of y'all question the power of Jesus. Grown men were afraid of him before he was two. Threatened by his power. Could you imagine that happening in 2022? It's like the president looking for one kid. Like one, one, one two-year-old. I'm scared he's going to take my... This, 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 that's how crazy it is. So he's looking for Jesus. He's trying to get the wise men, use them as bait to find Jesus so that he figures out where he is. But the wise men, I love them because once they get uh, to the capital city, they look up again and they see the star. They keep seeing the star off and on. Sometimes I think we get this story wrong when we're younger because we see it as kids and it looks like the three guys are sitting in the camel and they're riding all through the night and then that night they get to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. That was a long journey that they had to take. So there were some moments they saw the star, but there were some moments they did not see the star. So in the moments that they did not see the star, they had to trust that the last direction the star told them to go into was the direction that they needed to walk in. So they just continued, I love them, they just continued to stay on the path. They continued to stay on the path of the star. The, the Bible says that the star led them to Jerusalem. Herod points them to Bethlehem. The star continues to illuminate the path before them and leads them to Jesus. The Bible literally says the star went ahead of them and then stopped over the place that Jesus was. Stopped where Jesus was. And then it says, and seeing the star brought them joy. I love, I love that so much because if there is one thing that drives me crazy in life, it's not knowing where I'm going. I hate it. So I love my GPS. How many of y'all got that GPS out there? Come on, Apple Play somebody. Oh, Jesus, that's from the Lord. Like, I put my GPS on even when I know where I'm going because I, I want to, like, know my ETA. Like, I want it to navigate me around traffic. Like, I love knowing where I'm going. And it's funny, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, man, how did I ever survive without this? I, 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 rem, I remember like back in the days when I was living in Brooklyn and my wife was living in Connecticut. At the time, we was, we was young and dating and in love. And I was like, I'm going oh, to pursue her because he that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds. I'm, I'm coming to her. I ain't had her come to me. I came to her. I'm going to keep on chasing you, girl. She was up in Connecticut and I would drive from Brooklyn. It was like an hour drive. And back then... I had no GPS. My cell phone, it was like an old flip phone with like a green screen. It was bad. So what you had to do, you had to go online to MapQuest. You had to print out the directions and you actually had to read them because you couldn't wait till you got in your car to read them. By that time, you're going you're gonna to miss your turn. 
I'm like, I, I, I studied that thing like a math test. I was on BQE getting on all these different things. I was like, Lord. And then when it was, a, when, when it was construction going on, oh, Lord. Oh, they done closed this road. Oh, MapQuest done messed me up. So I used to like study that thing, man. Study that thing. And I got so good at the trip. After a while, I got so good at the trip, I didn't need the MapQuest paper anymore. I would look, and when I would see certain signs and things, I would use them as like landmarks and benchmarks. And I got excited because I'm like, oh, I'm getting closer. I'm about to see. When I used to see that sign that said next three exit Stanford, I said, hallelujah. My ride is almost over. And I knew. I had, jo- I had joy. Why did I have joy? Because I saw something that helped me realize that I was going in the right direction. The Magi were on a mission to honor the king that prophecy had told about. And the Bible says the star gave them joy. Why did the star give them joy? Because they knew they were close to fulfilling their purpose. The star was a benchmark. The star was a sign. So they knew, oh, I'm going in the right direction. I love it because when God wants us to do something, he uses GPS too. You know what he does? God prepares a sign. God prepares a sign for us. And I love it because God knew that they needed a star to see a star. Jesus is the greatest star to ever live. He had hundreds, thousands of people following him wherever he went. He was a celebrity. And I love that God, in, in his symbolic nature with all he does, he says, you need a star to find the star called my son. He gives them a sign and when they see it, they get excited because they know that they are on the correct path towards him. He had a clearly marked out path. Let me ask you this. If you want to complete what you are trying to do, if you want to be successful, let me ask you, what are you following towards success? What you following? Ask you, like take a real heart like inventory check. What are you following? I found that people want success, but they have no clear pathway to get there because they're following the wrong thing. Like, you want a godly relationship, but you follow people that ain't in one. How they gonna help you? Or you follow all your single friends. What they gonna know? Girl, this is what you should do. She ain't had a man in 10 years. Bruh, let me tell you, let me tell you how to, let me tell you, bruh, let me tell you what to say. Like, bruh, bruh, this man ain't ironing his shirt in the last 15 years. Ain't no girl talking to him. This man play video games all day. All he knows is on, on the Sims. He don't know what's in real life. Man, let me tell you how to holler at these broads. See, that's where you're wrong right there. That's what you call, that's what you call the women of God? Tell you how to holler at these broads, bruh. Please don't listen to him. Please. Please, like following people, you're looking for a clear pathway to get what you want, but you're following the wrong people. You, you want a better life, but you follow a life coach instead of life's creator. I'm, I, I ain't going to enjoy my Thanksgiving because I ain't supposed to have that low vibration play. God said kill and eat. I ain't listening to that. God said kill and eat. Pay attention to that. It's nonsense. 
Now you're looking at all your place by low vibration because you heard it on the ground. When God said, everything I make is good. Go ahead. You, you, you keep following. Go ahead. Keep following them, them, them Instagram like, go ahead. Good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. You, 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 you want to find purpose so you read every book on self-help and discovery when the only way to discover who you are is to read the book that tells you who Jesus is. You don't read all these other books but ain't read a verse in your Bible yet. This book is taking me on the course to discovery. The only thing that you're going to discover is how much you got to pay to line somebody else's pocket when God gives you the way to navigate life for free. Man, y'all don't want me to preach. Man, listen, go ahead. Y'all keep following that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead with that. Everybody needs direction, man. I get it. I understand it. But the only way to find success, you got to have a clear pathway. And if you're looking in the world for a clear pathway, I promise you, you won't find it. You better get on God's pathway. And I love Jesus because Jesus, not only does he tell you to follow him because he wants you to have success so bad. Remember, he says, I have come to give life and life more abundantly, which means he wants you to have a successful life. Not only does he tell you to follow him, he wants to give a success so bad that he literally marks out a clear pathway for you to get it. He says things like the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. What is he trying to say? Hey, people that choose righteousness and choose me, I'm going to make sure I align their steps. When you choose yourself, you're going to walk on your own path though. He says, come to me. All those who are weary and tired and burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Some of y'all looking for the path to success and you're looking everywhere but to Jesus. Jesus says, I am the path to success. Come to me. I'm the path to rest. I'm the path to success. I'm a path to everything. You got to come through me for I am the what? Way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father except through him. Go through Buddha if you want to. You ain't going to find what you're looking for. Go through all these other things, all these other deities. I ain't just picking on one today. But if you don't go through Jesus, I promise you you're not on the right path. Jesus not only loves you, he loves you enough to actually tell you, I am the path. Why are you looking in all these other places? Come through me. I am the pathway. I, 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 love, I love Jesus because like... <laughs> Have you ever, have you ever had something happen to you? And you're just like, man, that's a clear sign from God. Yeah, yeah something like that. Like you was, probably, you, was, you was somewhere, maybe you was doing something you weren't supposed to do. And God, you know, he petty. He just, he like pop up like, hey. It's like, ooh, I probably should not be here right now. You in some place you shouldn't be and you see somebody from church. Ooh, I should probably not be here right now. <laughs> Like God's always giving you clear signs like every day in life. It's like when, you, when you're driving on the highway, you know you're driving too fast, you see an accident. What do you do? Slow down. God gives you signs like all the time. I was working out the other day and, I, and I'm, like, I'm like trying to stay in shape and stuff, but I'm getting older so I can't work out the way that I used to work out. And man, I was doing some squats. And you know, like, you know when you start to get to a certain age, you could turn your neck wrong and it go out. <laughs> like I sleep, I wake up, I'll be like, ugh, ugh. Uh, I was like, no, what was you doing? What was you lifting? I was like, my pillow. 
So I was, I was, I was, I, I, so I'm getting smarter though. I'm smart. I'm getting smarter. I'm squatting. And I started to feel a little, cause you know you always feel like right before bad, something bad about to happen. I started to feel it. I said, ooh. <laughs> I stopped. Now, <laughs> it was at that moment that T knew he messed up. <laughs> no, not at that moment because I got smarter. The old me would have tried to ego lift that thing. That ego mess you up. You know ego, edging God out, right? Trying to do that ego lift. The old me is like, ah, I still got it. Ah, why I did that? <laughs> Can't sit down properly for a week. Gotta, gotta lay down at the dinner table like I'm, I'm reclining at the table like one of the disciples. Because I can't bend my back. Because I tried to ego lift that thing. Not this time. I said, ooh. I went I, I, as slow as I could. I said, ah. I stood up. I was like, Pray, praise God. Pray. Okay, sorry. Let me stop. I was fine. Because at that point, I said, when I had that ooh, I said, oh, this must be a sign. This, some of y'all want to, I'm going to just power through it. God's saying, son, you ain't ready for this yet. You need to put that down. And I said, yes, dad. And I dropped that thing. I took it as a clear sign that I don't want to try to force something that's going to damage me in the long run. Some of us have gotten so many signs from God about a situation and you stay in it. And you wonder why you walk around like this all the time. Or like this all the time. Or like this all the time. Because you got the sign to stop. Ah, no, nah, I could die on my own strength. I could still, okay, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Because, man, God is trying to say, hey, and I love, I love people, the universe is sending me a sign. <laughs> so, uh, the universe. The universe sent that to you. The universe. The universe cares about you. The universe created you. The universe sacrificed for you. So the, un the universe is giving you a clear sign right now. It's a sign from the universe speaking to me, the, the universe did that. that, that's, that, that that's interesting. It ain't the universe. It's better than that. It's GPS. God has prepared a sign for you. And there are some of us in this place that have ignored the spiritual GPS so long. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but today might be the day that you finally need to get out of that relationship because God has given you sign after sign after sign after sign. Today might be the day that you need to start that business off that God idea because God has given you sign after sign after sign after sign. Today might be the day you need to pull a little money out that thing because you knew it was bad before you put your money in that thing and God has given you sign after sign after sign again. Do not ignore the signs. The universe ain't trying to tell you nothing. It is God's GPS because he has prepared something to show you the right way even when you don't even want to acknowledge that it's him. God's trying to show you something. 
He has prepared something to put you on the right path. And I love that when they looked at the star, they saw the star on and they saw the star off. They saw the star on and they saw the star off. And then they finally really saw the star when it stopped. You notice that? The star put them on the path and went ahead of them and then it stops. Here's what the Lord wants you to hear from that. If you see a clear path to success, take it and stay on it long enough to see where it ends. Some of you don't win at stuff because you get on a path and you say, I don't like where this is going and the star ain't even stopped yet, but you already off the path. You off on your own thing. The star done stopped over there, but because you gave up too easily, because you quit following the path too fast, you never fully get to where God wants to take you. Some of you are right at your breakthrough because you, you feel like you're broken, but when you feel like you're broken, it's right when you're about to break through. And if you just stay on the path long enough stay on the path till it stops the only difference between failure and success sometimes is just staying on the path till the end stay on the path the clear path but secondly can't you see the path got to see a purpose see a purpose Matthew 2 11 on coming to the house they saw a child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh two things I want you to catch from that the first is this the magi bowed down and worship first thing they did they bowed down and worship what did they do they recognized success when they saw it and they celebrated it they recognized success oh this this was the mission coming to see him let's bow down to it let's celebrate it don't be a hater Honor always takes you farther than hate. We got way too many haters in this world. Like it's rare, especially like in this social media age to like celebrate people with all the haters because people are so busy hating on you and your purpose that they're not even living in their own. This is the world that we live in. I wish I didn't have to preach about social media for for, for so, so much, but it's such a prevalent thing in our society. Some of us are so ingrained in that culture. Like, you, you ever been on social media, like on, on Instagram, and you know, you put up a picture, a couple people like it, but then you put up a story and a bunch of people see it? Yeah. You ever see that? You, 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 know, you know why that, that happens? Like, you put up the picture, and you know, you get like 10 likes, you put up the story, you get 100, 300, 400 views. It's like everybody watching. And, and it's funny, because when I saw that, Holy Spirit spoke it real clear to me. It's like, man, Everybody won't like you, but they're always watching you. <laughs> That's how shady people are. They don't want, they don't want to celebrate with you. Oh, yeah, don't put a little like now. You want to put a little like, yeah, like it? But you watch it. It's, it's so many people like I never have real interactions with, but they always watching what I'm doing. You ain't like nothing. Like you don't like nothing? You're like nothing going on in my life. I mean, I, <laughs> like, like, like you like nothing, but you watch everything, because that's what haters do. They won't like you, but they'll watch you. See, like man, when I watch people, man, like I like comment, I celebrate them. I'm not a hater, man. Like I like seeing people win. Like what, what, what advantage do I have in watching people lose? 
I, I, you gotta get to get to the to, to to the place where we're not mad at other success. When I see somebody that's successful, I see it, I congratulate it, but it gets me excited because it makes me want to grind harder. I'm like, yo, if they can do that, I can do that too. Cause God made them just like He made me. I get I get so excited. Like the truth is, like you can't be success until you've seen success. You got to have something to model it after. This is why representation is so important. And this is why it matters, especially for the next generation. We got to show them what a successful life in Christ looks like. Stop walking around so doggone mad all the time. Your kids see that. And then that becomes their definition of a Christian. My mom was always angry, but she loved the Lord. If, If we don't show them what a successful life of faith look like. We, oh, I can't pay these bills. Uh, it's like, yo, we, we all broke? Don't be mad at me because like, I'm, I'm getting stuff in life because I'm trying to show you you could do it too. That's how the world want us. They want us broke, busted, and disgusted. No, I want the abundant life. I want, I want, I want this is a promise where I want it. It's not that God don't want to give it to us. Some of us just don't want to put in the work that others are putting in. But you want to hate on them. I'm going to show my kid. I'm going to pass a business along to my child. I'm going to pass a house along to my child. Why? Not because I'm better than you, but I promise you I'll outwork you. Show them what success looks like. Because the, the next generation of believers, man, we don't want no sorry sacks walking around here talking about, oh, life is so hard, but Jesus is still with me. Who is that inspiring? He going to be with you through it all. And I'm not trying to tell you just because you got a successful mindset that you're going to be successful at everything. But man, like some of the promises of God need to start manifesting in your life somewhere. Because we got to show that to the next generation. I love that. They celebrate. Celebrate people's success. Don't knock it. Because, man, when you celebrate that success, that anointing of success could fall right on you. I love it because not only did they bow down and worship, look, they brought him gifts. They brought him gifts. They took it extra. They brought him gold. Gold represents royalty. They brought him frankincense. That represents divinity. And they brought him myrrh. That represents death. Talks about the life cycle of Christ even in those gifts. says, when they saw Jesus... They saw why they travel so far. Like, they didn't just make the trip in a day. Like, you have to understand, like, the time that it took them to travel through the wilderness in order to get to see Jesus. And they brought stuff with him. But they finally realized why they travel so far. And they made sure that they knew they were going to see their purpose. So they made sure they brought their best with them. Like, these were not gifts that you bring to a poor child in Bethlehem. These are gifts that you bring to a king. They brought them the best that they had. Why? Why did they bring their best to Jesus? Because when they saw Jesus, they saw purpose. They saw purpose. And I want to tell y'all, man, I've been been a pastor for 17 years. When I saw Jesus, I saw purpose. I saw purpose I could run after with everything. 
And man, when I, when I met Jesus as a kid, when I got baptized at 12 years old, did I get everything right? No, I made mistakes. I still make mistakes. But man, there is one thing in me. My life will always revert back to Jesus because when I see him, I see that he has a plan for me better than the plan that I had for myself. I did not know I would be a preacher at 12 years old, but I knew I was going to follow him. And I said, wherever he go, whatever he gives me, I'm going to give back to him. So I love it because they brought gifts. But you may say, what gift do I give to Jesus? He gave each and every one of you a gift. So if you see him and you see purpose, you need to take your gifts and give it back to him. Spend the best of your life and the rest of your life giving gifts back to your purpose. Jesus is the purpose. Jesus is the message. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And like I said, I did not know back then I'd be doing what I'm doing now, but I knew I'd spend the rest of my life bringing him gifts. Because when you see your purpose, you see that it is worthy of everything that you have to offer. They brought him gifts because he was worthy of them. Some people you might give a gift to and then they treat you wrong. You're like, man, they ain't even worthy of my gift. Jesus, Jesus is worthy. He will never disappoint you. There's never been a time I've taken my gifts and given it to God and felt bad about it. Because he's worthy. He's worthy of the best that I have because everything I have is not my own. It comes from him anyway. And the church said, family, you will find success when you see purpose because when you see purpose, you'll always bring your best. Amen? And finally, as the man comes back up, this point's going to be quick. See a new way. Don't just see a pathway. Don't just see a purpose. Sometimes those first two, that might be enough. But sometimes you might need to see a new way. Matthew 2.12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Look at your neighbor say another route. Mm-mm-mm. I love this because they bring their best to Jesus. They bring their gifts to Jesus. They travel from afar. They get told by the king, King Herod, come back this way and tell me what you see. But I love them because when they were following God's GPS, he prepared something for them. Not only did he prepare a star for them, he prepared a dream for them. He prepared a dream. And after they brought their best to Jesus, the dream they had showed them something that made them say, I can't go back the way that I came. I got to go another way. What if I told you that the only reason that you haven't found success in 2022 is because you're trying to go one way, but God is showing you another way? be that simple like you're trying to you're trying to push against something when it's saying hey this clearly is not working why don't you try another way why don't you go another route sometimes the truth of the matter is and every business and owner in here would know this and every parent in here would know this or anybody that's ever tried to do anything would know this sometimes the only thing that you need to be successful is to go another way. Sometimes the way you're going not working. Maybe you've been looking at this year all wrong, all year long, and God in the 11th hour is trying to show you another route. 
Maybe you just need another route. Because you're right. You do have a God idea. You're right. You do have vision. You're right. Your plan may be amazing. But maybe God is saying the only way for you to end 22 in a season of success, he's going to require you to see the rest of this year differently. Maybe the way you saw it for 11 months got you this far, but you can't continue to see it that way to take you to the end. What am I trying to tell you? I believe that God is trying to get somebody to see a new way before the season is over because the way you've been going ain't the way that you've been hoping for but all you have to do is have the one thing that I talked about at the beginning of this message. If you want to go another route, what am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to see another perspective. It's another perspective. Maybe you haven't succeeded the way that you would like to because you've continued to see things one way and God's saying, go another route. Maybe your marriage is not working properly. Maybe you need to stop seeing that man for all the things that he does wrong and start seeing him for all the things he does right. Go another route. Maybe you need to see that wife not for all the times that she nags you, but all the times she cooks for you, cleans for you, loves you when you don't deserve to be loved. Go another route. Maybe you've been seeing that job as just a place that just buying my time and sucking the life out of me. Instead of seeing it that way, look at it as the place that's been putting food on your table. Go another route. Maybe instead of looking at them kids, like, oh, these kids, they drive me crazy. I'm losing all my hair because of these kids. Why don't you see them for the blessings that God made them to be and that their future world changes go another route? Maybe you look at the church and you serve. It's like, oh, man, oh, I have to serve. Sometimes I get so tired. No, 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 no. Why don't you look at it another way? What if you say, man, I get to serve. I can't wait to get to God's house and do what he has called me to do. This is a place that I long to be because when I know I show up, God shows up and I get to be with my family. and We get to grow and be the miracle in Miramar and every place that we step our foot will become our territory. I don't have to. I get to take another route. Man, this is the way we got to do it. I promise you, man, if we do it this way, the business is going to work. If we do it this way, the business is going to work. And you got 10 people around you, advisors, friends, all seeing it go the wrong way. And like, man, if you just try another way, I promise you, man, if we just try it this way, if you, can you just try another way for a season? Go another route. It's not that your product is bad, but maybe your plan is. <laughs> go another route. The difference between your success and your failure in the 11th hour may literally be because you didn't do the one thing that is a beautiful gift that Jesus Christ allows us all to do. You ready for it? Change your mind. Other than having free will, it's one of the most beautiful things we got. We got the ability to change our mind, y'all. Your mind been so fixed and focused all year on this one thing that ain't working. Just because you've been in something for a long time doesn't mean you have to still do it. You can change your mind. 
you can go another route. The one thing I won't change is that I follow Jesus. Everything I do aligns with that. But with everything else, I got the ability to change my mind. I ain't got to do what nobody say I got to do. I ain't got to go nowhere anywhere. If I don't, no, I don't feel like going. Not today. No, I don't feel like talking today. That's okay. I don't feel like being there. I want to go here. You have the ability to change your mind. Want to change your perspective? Change your mind. Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. How are you going to change your thought before the end of this year? Because the change in your thought is going to be the way that God is going to allow you to see success before the end of this year. If you believe that, say amen. One of the most beautiful things that Jesus Christ died for is to give you the ability to change your mind. Some of you have been going down a path of destruction. No matter what anybody tells you, I'm stubborn, I'm going to just keep on going this way. That's a choice. But I guess all the time I've been standing on this stage, I've only been here for real, one real re uh, reason. And that reason is to give you an opportunity to change your mind. Over 2,000 years ago, there's a God, there's a king who says, I'm a king, but they don't need to see me on the mountaintop. They need to see me in the valley because that's where they are. And God wraps himself in flesh and he is born of a virgin. His name is Emmanuel. God with us. We call him Jesus. And Jesus, with all the authority of heaven, he surrenders that to be like one of us. And he grows and he lives and grows in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He performs miracles. He's innocent, perfect his entire life, but he gets killed on the cross. Why? Because Jesus takes everything that we are and he trades places and he gives us everything that he is. Why? Because I said it the last time, Jesus didn't die just for people to choose him. He also died for the ones that wouldn't. But maybe for the ones that say, I, I can't, that Jesus stuff is too much. Maybe if you just know how much he sacrificed for you and how much he loved you, maybe if you just knew that, maybe you might change your mind. I'm a man and I can't save you, but there's one who can. And his name is Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to understand that Jesus' story doesn't end on the cross. For he died, but three days later he rose again. And right now he sits at the right hand of the Father advocating for you and me. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart he is raised from the dead, that's it, you've sinned. You have literally changed not just your mind, you have not just changed your perspective, you have changed your eternity. Because if you choose Jesus, you'll live with him forever. On the count of three, you say, Pastor, I want to change my mind about all this today. I've been running, but I want to come home. I want to follow Jesus, and I want to see success. If that's you, on the count of three, nobody else looking around, nobody can make a decision for you, I want you to raise your hand. Changing my mind. I want Jesus. One, two, three. Hold it up. High enough and long enough for me to see. Hold it up. 
I said, you and 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 you. I said all those you's so you know you're not alone. If your hands up, do me a favor. Stand up. Don't be scared. Part of changing your mind is doing something different. Don't do the same thing. Come on. Stand up. Hands up. Stand up. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. There you go. I see you. Come on. Sorry. I see you. I see you. There you go. Perfect. You're already standing up anyway. It's already kind of awkward. So why don't you come down here? Let me pray for you. Come. Come. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. But come. Come. Y'all clap for them as they come down. It's hard enough. It's not too late. Come. Come. you out there as a matter of fact before I make that call if you came to get baptized today raise your hand raise your hand good if you came to get baptized come to the front because I want to encourage some people that they ain't down here come come everybody's getting baptized come down here because I want to encourage some folks come on come on I want you to see you're not by yourself all these people did the same thing that you're doing right now all of them look at them Come, 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 come. So I'm gonna make one more call. If you out there, your palms are sweaty, you like your heart's beating fast, like yo, I wanna go, but I'm scared. Look at all the people that already did what I'm asking you to do, that are gonna get baptized today as a public confession of what they believe. Jesus says like this, if you deny me before man, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. You still have time to change your mind. So, here's what we're going to do because we're a family. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, if you want to go and you're scared, I'll go with you. Look at them. If they say, yeah, grab them by the hand and walk them down here. I just want to see. Come on. I just want to take a moment. I want to take a moment. I want to make sure I ain't leaving anybody out. I want to make sure. I want to make sure Five, four, it's not too late. Three, two, one. Hallelujah. I'm so excited for y'all. So excited. Man, yo. Coming? Praise God. I love that. See you. Never too late to change your mind. I want to give you this. The folks that's getting baptized today, you already got this. But for the new ones, there's a Bible in here. It's never too late. Never too late. Proud of you. Bible in here, WWJD bracelet. Letter from me and my wife. Want you to have this. This is our gift to you. And you'll get that when you go outside with our team. I don't want you to make a decision like this and you got questions. We got a team that can answer those questions. Look at that sign. See what it says? Welcome to the family. That's what you are, the family, right? So, Bible says, when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. Can't open up the ceiling and show you what it looks like. I can help you hear what it sounds like. On the count of three, we're going to clap louder than you've ever clapped in your life, and we're going to do it for you. And at that time, 
anybody that's about to get baptized and anybody that just accepted Jesus, you're going to exit that way and our team will take care of you outside. They're not getting raptured. They're not getting indoctrinated. We're just going to take them outside so we can love on them and pray for them. Last call. If you didn't come to get baptized today, but you want to get baptized, if that's you, raise your hand. I just want to see. We got shirts and everything for you. You want to get baptized? Come. 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 You want to get baptized? Come. Anybody want to get baptized? I just want to make sure. Awesome. Anybody else? Five, four, three, two, one. We about to baptize some folk today. I got you. I love it. So, on the count of three, they're going to walk, y'all going to cheer. Here we go. One, two, three. Go ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.